Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now is Jeff Brandeis. And Jeff, you are the founder and CEO of Brandeis Training Solutions. Uh, You are on the web at BrandeisTrainingSolutions.com. And Brandeis, by the way, is spelled B-R-A-N-D-E-I-S. So Brandeis Training Solutions. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, My pleasure, Josh. Thank you so much for having me. We're going to talk about some fun stuff. I love talking about sales and <laughs> so it's a good I. thing, right? Because that's what that's what you talk about. Well, everyone's in sales. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So no matter what your position is professionally, listen up because Jeff's got some great advice. Um, you know, I think, Jeff, what's really great about you is, again, you get into a lot of the psychology of sales. Um, you know, again, you know a few things about NLP and and that sort of thing. So we'll kind of kind of get into that a little bit. Okay. Um, but if you could just kind of start, um, you have a, uh, a a lot of um, you you serve particularly industries, and you're just very very mature in the offers and in the way that you serve those industries. You've been doing this for a while. Um, could you give us kind of an overview of Brandeis Training Solutions? Uh, sure, Josh. So first, if I may, my background was I was an accountant for five years. I worked in public accounting, and which provides me a little different, unique uh, aspect when you move into sales because you don't really mm-hmm. find too many accountants that actually make that transition from a personal uh, personality perspective into a sales role. But yeah. it provided me the uniqueness of learning the power of process, which CPA firms have which I took that and brought that into my sales training. Because when you look at sales training or you look at anybody that sells anything, mm-hmm. you gotta have a process. And that's one of the things I really stress when I talk to entrepreneurs or I talk to companies, I ask them about their sales process. And most of them look at me and go, what's a sales process, Jeff? <laughs> Especially when you get into that small or the mid-sized you know, entity or that sole entrepreneur that basically has products, but they never got trained in sales because there's no training in sales. You don't go to college and there's no degree that says I graduated with a sales degree. So that's where I think I really come in and bring tremendous value as well. And I coached sales training teams from as small as five in my corporate world, as large as groups and teams of 85. So understanding the accounting, financial aspects of sales, as Mm -hmm. well as sales process and how to track and how to monitor and how to grow sales is really, I think, uh, brings a lot to the Brandeis Training brand. Yeah. And so, uh, again, you've been in this space for for quite some time. Uh, And so, I would imagine you've seen a lot of evolution uh, in in the world of sales. And and so, what do you see working today that... um, you know, it's. I think that you know, folks should be pretty aware of, uh, and and maybe what 
you know, there's a lot of old school advice yeah. out there that I think is still lingering and it's just not relevant in my experience. You know, these, I don't know, you know, I have got my own opinion on this, but, you know, having to like stress yourself out with fancy closing techniques and objection handling, while those things are important, I, I feel like today's consumer, man, more than ever, and again, my impression could be wrong, but it feels like today's consumer like just really leads with their what they consider to be their intuition, right? And it's like, do I like and do I trust this person that I'm communicating with right now? Very, very true. And you know, you mentioned NLP earlier in the opening, Josh. So for those listeners who don't know anything about NLP, it's neuro linguistic programming. How people learn is how people buy. So you talk about the differences of technology and where people are today. The consumer is much more informed. They know more walking in the door. They've checked you out. They've gone to your website. They know more about the products that you're, you're selling. So what I teach is when you're able to understand the buying or the learning style of your prospect or your potential customer, and you match your presentation to their learning style, that's where you build that trust. That's where you build that rapport. And by doing that, you'll build rapport and trust three times faster in one third the time. And we all know people like to do business with a people that they like and trust. So listening to the words that people use and not having the exact same presentation, the exact same pitch, if you would, to everyone will differentiate you and make you build that trust or have you build that trust a lot faster. You know, you said something, Jeff, that I think is really key. And that is, is that your clients are checking you out. Yeah. Um, so I can say from a consumer, uh, you know, kind of a consumer advocate or consumer expert perspective, you know, I have a really, you know, I have some ideas on what your consumers are doing. And by the way, we say consumer and some people might say, well, I only sell to the government. I don't need to worry about that. What do you, Jeff, what do you say to them first off? They're all consumers. We're, <laughs> we're all selling Thank something. You. Everybody's a buyer. Well, you can call a, a client, you can call a prospect, you can call a consumer. At the end of the day, you are trying to sell them something. Yeah. To bring them into your company, your organization. And and what about people who like say they are doing government contracting and they say, oh well, you know. Our buyers are completely left brain and it's only based on a formula. There's no room for, you know, human like feelings and stuff when it comes to a buying decision. I, Josh, there's always going to be the humor. There's always going to be that personal connection. Uh, people will buy from people who they like and trust. And even if you're, if you're a little higher price, and I've sold higher price goods most of my career, it's building that value, building that trust, building that relationship and delivering. And people will spend that extra money because they trust you. Whether you're the government or you're just a, you know, a small entrepreneur that's trying to make a living, candidly, uh, people will spend the extra money if they see the value and you're able to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And so for those who are like, and they're, let's say they're an agency, they are, um, go, run through some of the major industries that you serve. And you have great packages that are structured specifically for those industries, by the way, I should, I should point out, and those are all on your website. I, right. And I like your branding. Like I love, I love, you know, I love the way that you've positioned yourself. 
Thank you. So we, we have uh, industry specific training for plumbers, for real estate agents, for accounting firms or CPA firms. Mm-hmm. We have general sales as well. We're about to release our solar training for people in the solar industry. So we have really industry specific training that will help people in all sorts of, of traits, no matter what you're selling. And that's, it's all about building that connection. Yeah. Um, so if we are selling, no matter what our industry is, and you say, well, people are checking you out, I, it, would, it would seem like it would behoove you, right? This is kind of some of the work that we've done without my influence is you know, to know all of the moves on the chessboard, anticipate what your consumer, your client, your customer is going to look for in their quote unquote due diligence, right? And so if you know, for example, like you do a Google search on you, like go ahead and do a vanity search on yourself because that's what your customers are doing. And if you see that your LinkedIn profile is the number one thing that comes up, I don't know, Jeff, I'd probably be spending a lot of time making that LinkedIn profile look like the greatest, you know, like if you want to know where to invest some money, like in, in, in sales, like it's stuff like that. That stuff really matters today, how you come across and what you communicate uh, on all those environments. So, Oh my gosh, if you have an outdated LinkedIn and it says you do one thing when you don't even really do that thing anymore. Uh, and, and I know sometimes people, you know, kind of move and adapt fairly quickly. So you got to, again, uh, be checking yourself out because other people are definitely checking you out. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Jeff. I, as you know, like I can really get into this subject, but I'll, I'll let you take it away when it comes to anticipating, you know, what, what your customers due diligence is. They definitely go look at your LinkedIn without a doubt. Yeah. They're going to check out your website. They're going to see, look at your testimonials. At the end of the day, it almost goes back to really, Josh, what you asked me earlier is what differentiates you in the marketplace versus your competition? Because that's one thing that you need to be able to talk about, have on your website, have on your LinkedIn, be able to have that attention grabber is what is your unique selling proposition? Your USP is what I call it. Mm-hmm. So it's really one of those key things that you need to have and you need to be able to talk to somebody about it real quick. Because in the first 15 seconds, they're going to judge you quite candidly. And if you can keep someone on your website, keep someone in your LinkedIn and hold them for more than that 10, 15 seconds, that's great. Because then you got them engaged. Yeah. And I tell you, 15 seconds, I think is pretty generous too. If yeah, I know. You Sometimes can get 15 five seconds. seconds. I was being, uh, yeah. I know yeah. with t- today's attention spans, uh, that, that, that's actually pretty good. Um, what about, um, and again, I know you know a lot about this as it comes to, you know, understanding your client and where they are on their journey and communicating in the language that they care about. And, and I think a lot of us kind of screw this up. Like we, we talk in terms of us or features and benefits, and we don't talk necessarily in terms of what the client or the customer kind of on their mind. It's so important these days, Josh, especially if you're working with companies that you in similar industries, 
instead of talking about what I've done or what, you know, what I accomplished, it's really what another company accomplished by using our services. It's storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's telling a story where I had a company where they, they were tracking leads, barely. They were getting 500 leads in, in the month. And yeah, I asked the question, so do you know which, from what source? Do you know what your closing ratios were from each of, each of the sources? You know how much money you spent from each of the lead categories? So and what's the most cost-effective method for your marketing? And what I began to show other companies is that they were kindly wasting money in marketing items or areas that didn't have a return on their investment. Mm-hmm. And by tweaking their market spend, I was able to increase not only to go from 500, but be able to get that better qualified prospect or client or customer or government, whatever you want to call your, your consumer, and be able to focus better on their niche and on their marketing, which actually improved their closing rates because they had a more qualified prospect now coming to them. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's really focusing on stories of success is really what your potential customer or prospects want to hear that you've done this before. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of along this same vein too, I, I, you know, I've heard, you know, uh, you know, as a company, you, you hope that your website is your number one salesperson. Um, and any recommendations or tips for what we should be communicating or how we should be communicating um, through our websites? I, you know, the, I visit a lot of clients' websites and that's one of the first thing I do to check them out, so to speak. So I look at clients' websites and I'll see, it's nothing but verbiage, for example. There's no call to action. There's no white paper testimonials. There's no way for them to get a funnel coming in from their website. So that's one of the first things from a sales perspective, I would make a suggestion. You know, what's your, why did you build a website? Just to put information out there, or that should be one of your lead generation uh, avenues that should be giving you leads. The other aspect of a website, and I see this also far too often, there is so much verbiage. There are so many paragraphs. It's just like a diatribe of, of words and paragraphs. Yeah. Okay. So we go back to even what we talked about earlier, Josh, all right? That three second, that 15 second moment that someone visits your website and you only have that moment to keep them there. Are they going to read through a litany of paragraphs? I mean, one of the things I do suggest candidly is move to bullets of key points. Three bullets usually. Here's, here's what we do for our clients. Boom, boom, boom. Are you experiencing boom, boom, boom? I mean, people want to go from what I'll call pain island to pleasure island, right? So those are the aspects of things that if from a sales perspective, I would look for is what what problem do you solve for me at the end of the day is why I'm going to be able or I would want to do business with. So yeah. is that clear? Is it concise on your website? And there's our white paper or a testimonial that I could actually read and download if I want, but I have to give you my name and my email address at a minimum. And now I have a funnel. And then there I can begin to provide you more information on an ongoing basis and build that credibility that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. Um, so Jeff, you're, um, what was the, um, what was the, and, and again, I think you kind of touched on this, you, you know, kind of telling your story. Um, what, what did you like about accounting and what did you not 
care for about <laughs> accounting that led you to a life of sales? <laughs> well, my dad told me, my dad was a VP of sales for a fabric company. When I was growing up, he was always traveling, always going in the belt. And then one day my sister said to me, so what are you going to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, I kind of like numbers. I kind of like money. So I think I'm going to go into accounting. And my sister said to me, oh, well, that's really difficult. And it was like one of those, okay, challenges. So my sister told me it was difficult. So now I'm going to prove to her that I could do it, right? Yeah. So I went, I got my accounting degree. I actually got my master's in taxation. And I went to work for an accounting firm for five years, right? And I learned a lot. It was, it was good. I was, you know, I hate to say this, but I don't want stereotype accountants. But, you know, I was the guy that had the, you know, the, yeah. the pens in, in, in the, the pocket. pocket protect. Hopefully you had a pocket, pocket protector. protector back then. Yeah, I had three different color pencils, all for my little different uh, check marks. Yeah. And I met who is today still a great friend of mine, David. And David was working for a tax processing company and says, hey, Jeff, we have a uh, support role open. I think you'd be great in, you know, for the job. I said, okay, tell me more. Well, you would be going out also with the sales guys, doing presentations and doing, um, you know, sales calls. And I go, uh, hmm, that's a little bit out of my character because here I am. Candidly, I, I, I was the shy, introverted accountant. Uh-huh. In fact, I told my wife, and this will give you a good impression of my transition into sales. And I told my wife I was going to do this job. I was going to go out on sales calls. I was going to do presentations. I was going to speak in front of groups of a hundred or more. And she looks at me and go, really? You? Ah. You're going to have to go get a job? Are we going to be okay? I mean, so it was a major transition. If you actually speak to my wife today, she'll tell you, you know, yes, I've transformed. I'm still basically the same guy, but from a business perspective, my personality the outward bound of what I do and how I do it. And speaking to you today, obviously, and, and your your listeners are things that I probably wouldn't have done 25 years ago until yeah. I got into the sales aspect. So accounting gave me a great foundation. It gave, gives everyone a great business sense. The sales aspect just gives me, uh, makes me the unique aspect of, Again, that differentiated me because I took the sales classes. I learned from great salespeople and the power of the two of them is is just to me, it is provides a a great, uh, unique benefit. You know, from a career, you know, I was thinking about this the other day about, you know, the decisions we make when we're like 18, 19, (laughs) 17 years old about what we think we're going to be doing or what we want to do. And I'm so glad I didn't stick with my original plan because <laughs> I, I don't know that I would, uh, you know, really have enjoyed it. Like even, um, gosh, you know, so I think my first in, in high school, uh, you know, I uh, made my way to journalism, which, which good, good, good foundational skills, but man, try and have a career today in journalism. It's tough. It's tough. Really yeah. tough. Yeah. So, um, you know, and so I, I just, I think it's wonderful that, you know, that, that first, it's, it's almost like a starter career, right? I think, I think that that's got to be a thing, right? Everybody has a starter career now. And then they realize what they, oh, you know what? I, now that I've actually been out in the real world, I know what I really love. Yeah. And I, I love this. I really do. I love helping people. I love being able to work with companies 
Yeah. And there's one other aspect that, I, if I can bring into this, is the NLP Neuro Linguistic sure. Program. When I talk about working with people in the business communication world, what's great about what I teach from an NLT perspective mm -hmm. is the fact that um, what you take this into your personal life is how you communicate with people is in business is really should be no different how you communicate in your personal life. I've had people come up to me and say, Hey Jeff, I took your class. I now have the best relationship with my son that I ever had before because I, I now understand mm. how he learns and how we learn is how we better communicate. And honestly, Josh, I get more satisfaction out of hearing some of those testimonials than I do sometimes helping people and grow their, grow their companies. So it, it's more rewarding, you know, to hear how you impact people's lives besides yeah. just their companies. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Jeff, um, so when someone goes to your website, um, and again, your website is uh, BrandeisTrainingSolutions.com, correct? Correct. Yeah. And so where should they go? What should they look for? Well, they, they want just general information. If you go under industries, you'll be able to see the different industries that we have focused training on whether it's general, uh, CPA or accountants, real estate or plumbing. And as I said, we're about to have a solar uh, coming out pretty soon. So it's, uh, it's a growing site. It's constantly evolving. I uh, just added also business coaching. That's going to be uh, up and running shortly as well. So there's definitely a uh, trend where we're adding on more business uh, capabilities because coaching is also, I think, a uh, an area where the solar – entrepreneur or the small business, they get tunnel vision and they don't get to see, you know, the broad aspect of what they're doing and how uh, they, they need that outside consultant to say, help them along. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. Look, I, I, as much as we know about authority and branding and media and sales and marketing and social media, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm constantly working on my stuff but it's the blind spots that we have on our own sales systems. Like I rely on outside people with fresh eyes to look at what we're doing. And if I'm not constantly, you know, investing in my own sales development, I am languishing. I'm missing out on huge, huge opportunities. Um, so you make it pretty accessible as well. And again, the website is Brandeis trainingsolutions.com. I, I really like, like I said, how you've got things broken up into different industries. You've got lots of different programs, um, all designed to help people just perform better when it comes to sales. And of course, as you already discussed, that's going to help you in every area of your life. If I can add one quick thing here, Josh, our videos that you have online, they're, each of them are only four to eight minutes of yep. So they're broken down into small snippets it's not one of those classes, online classes, where you got to sit back, relax, and listen to someone talk to you for 45 minutes or an hour. So they're broken down into small segments with a little one, two, three questions at the end of it. And you can digest this on a really a short break if you're at work. Or, you know, again, you don't have to devote 45 minutes to an hour to get, get through a, a video. Excellent. All right, Jeff Brandeis, Brandeis Training Solutions. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate you having me. 
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.